The Adventures of Elizabeth Crown presents The Palace of Wayward Dreams, Episode 1. Check, declared Sir Shanley. In one swipe, his white knight clacked against the marble chessboard, and his palm plucked up a black pawn. He leaned into the cushions of his rattan chair and held the captured piece aloft. Larimer growled at this. His paws met in front of his chin, and he examined the grid with aquamarine eyes. The game had started evenly, but Sir Shanley was hastening his assault. Essential pieces were gathered on the sidelines, including Larimer's queen. You know, old boy, said Sir Shanley, laying down the pawn with exaggerated flourish. I wouldn't be averse to starting over. My bishop, purred Larimer, that was my mistake. You mean you advanced too soon, said Sir Shanley, absently rubbing his cheek. I would tend to agree, but there's no shame in surrender. I'm rather weary of all this thinking anyhow. Mightn't we get back to Pachisi? Larimer scanned the long marble table, which was etched with the patterns of other board games, the lines and circles of Pachisi, the indents of Chinese checkers, the concentric squares of Nine Men's Morris, the craters of Mancala, and the narrow triangles of Backgammon. Beyond lay several packs of shuffled cards and the piled tiles of Mahjong. Larimer shielded his eyes from the orange sun, which bled drowsily through the latticed bamboo screen. A fan spun slowly above them, its shadow circling the table. "'I don't care,' said Larimer, his tail swishing the floor. "'They're all insipid to me.' "'Insipid,' echoed Sir Shanley, as he raked the chess pieces into a pile. "'You just need practice.' The swish of sandals roused Sir Shanley from his stupor. He squinted his aged eyes, and the long hall came into focus. The scrawny figure of Maung scampered down the stone floor, his knees knocking awkwardly inside his longyi. When he reached the table, he doubled over and held his heaving chest. Sir Shanley grinned, bemused by the child's hyperbolic panting. Welcome, my lad, he said. What's the news? Miss, Miss, Maung straightened out and caught his breath. Miss Maybell is here to see you. But Sir Shanley was already rising to his feet. Maung looked puzzled until he looked over his shoulder and saw a woman in her pearly tea dress sauntering their way. Her dark curls were pinned up but several locks hung free along her rouged face. She breezed herself furiously with a red fan. Maung kowtowed and backed away from the arriving lady. Miss Maybell, intoned Sir Shanley, nodding his head. Sir Shanley, she said, curtsying curtly. I trust you're well. Right as rain, and you? I'm well, thank you. For a long moment, Miss Maybell's eyes drifted until they fell upon Larimer. She could not hide her expression. 
her lips and eyebrows crumpled, as if she had swallowed a lemon. Larimer looked away, trying to avoid her eyes, but the twitch of feline ears betrayed a mutual discomfort. In the silence, Sir Shanley felt himself redden. "'May I have a word?' said Miss Maybell. "'With your permission,' Sir Shanley looked beseechingly at Larimer. "'Of course, of course,' exclaimed Larimer, waving a paw in the air. The gesture seemed casual, but Sir Shanley could tell that Larimer was annoyed. Claws peeked out of his knuckles' fur. Sir Shanley and Miss Maybell strode away from the table until they were a safe distance from Larimer and Maung. They leaned in close, and Sir Shanley whiffed her hibiscus perfume. She was perhaps thirty years old, only half his age, yet he stole a glance at her elfin ears, the ceramic curve of her neck. "'I'm going back,' said Miss Maybell. "'Going back?' exclaimed Sir Shanley. "'But why?' "'I feel I've—' she hesitated. "'I've lost my bearings.' "'Come, come,' said Sir Shanley. He gingerly took her hand and pressed it. "'These feelings, they happen to the best of us. There's no reason to fret. We've all the time in the world.' But Miss Maybell looked distracted. Sir Shanley followed her gaze back to the table, where Larimer was seated. An ugly feeling flooded him, but he couldn't tell what it was. Shame? Embarrassment? Yet why should he feel that way? He knew that Miss Maybell disliked Larimer. She had disliked Larimer since she'd arrived. But was it dislike or merely discomfort? He could understand discomfort. Larimer's presence was always alarming at first. But the young man had never been unkind to her, had never spurned her. Larimer had always played the proper gentleman. Yes, there was Larimer's appearance. But the others had adapted. They treated him with deference. It was Miss Maybell alone who shied away from him. Their conversations were brief and blunt. Larimer was no fool, and he avoided her as well. It was all so frustrating. Everyone else got on just fine. If she could only see past... How long have you been here? demanded Miss Maybell. I'm sorry? I know what you've told people, but how long have you really been here? Far longer than the others, I gather. What's all this? Sir Shanley tried to sculpt his face into a mask of surprise. What do you mean? I mean, Miss Maybell returned icily, no one remembers you coming here. When they arrived, you were already here. Tosh, bellowed Sir Shanley, forcing a laugh. You must be mistaken. What about Vikram? He's been here much longer than I have. I'm sure of it. He hasn't. I asked him. Well, how would anyone know, anyhow? Insisted Sir Shanley. Time is very different here. It's not as if they hang calendars around. You mean we don't hang calendars, corrected Miss Maybell. It's our choice what gets hung and what doesn't, and I've a suspicion you prefer it that way. He shrugged. Don't we all? Not me. No longer. Sir Shanley felt the urge to sulk, but he decided to swallow his disappointment 
and puff out his chest. Well, I shall miss you, Miss Maybell. You don't have to. She looked at him suggestively. Her small irises trembled in place. She was pleading now, he could tell. It sickened him. He wanted to turn away, but feigning ignorance had led him this far, and it was the only strategy that worked. He mustn't give in. He couldn't give in. Painful as it was, he would have to cut her loose. I'm grateful for the time we've had, he said, and you are always welcome back. Miss Maybell grimaced at this, and she stepped away cautiously. Goodbye, Theodore, she murmured. The way she said his name, Sir Shanley felt a pang of regret, something he hadn't felt for a long, long time. He watched Miss Maybell walk away into the blinding sun. The golden sphere burned around her, a corona of solar light, until her form lost its edges. She was only a dark daub in its center. And then, soundlessly, Miss Maybell vanished from sight. You've been listening to The Palace of Wayward Dreams, Episode 1, by Robert Eisenberg. The Adventures of Elizabeth Crown are produced by Backpack Media, LLC. If you like what you're hearing, you may enjoy The Mysterious Tongue of Dr. Vermilion and Other Stories, the first book in the Elizabeth Crown series. To learn more about the exciting field of unconology, visit elizabethcrown.net.